It's time for the Kevin Kersey Agency presents the best of Central Indiana Today. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. This is Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hendricks County's hometown radio voice, the new Solid Gold 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall, the host of the show, and welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today. Something a little bit different for you on today's program. Last week, I had the privilege of being invited to the Hendricks County Jail in Danville to sit down with Sheriff Brett Clark. As many of you will recall, Sheriff uh, Clark was elected in the spring of 2014 in a, we'll call it a landslide election. He ran an amazing campaign and uh, was very pleased to be able to head to Danville to talk with him a little bit about some of those fond memories about uh, getting elected and also some of the things, uh, changes he's made uh, with law enforcement in Hendricks County and some of the changes that are on the horizon. Sheriff Clark was also kind enough after our interview to give me a tour of the jail. It was a great experience, and we are very lucky to have people such as Brett Clark heading up law enforcement here in Hendricks County. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Hendricks County Sheriff Brett Clark. Well, our guest this evening on Central Indiana Today is Hendricks County Sheriff Brett Clark, and uh, I've made it to the Hendricks County Jail. Mr. Sheriff, I'll ask you to pick up that microphone there. And uh, thanks a lot for taking the time to sit down and talk with the, the residents of Hendricks County about the, these first eight months in office. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. I think it gives us a good chance to kind of spread the message of what we're trying to accomplish here and talk about maybe some of the challenges and the things that we've seen in this first nine months. So you, you run for sheriff. You've obviously been in the sheriff's department. Was it 20 years? Is that right? Actually, in about seven days, I start my 27th year as an employee of the wow. sheriff's office. Wow. So you had an idea, obviously, of what they do. I'm sure there's sometimes guys run and they don't really know the ins and outs. You know the ins and outs, but you go from the position you were in to be in the top guy, is it what you expected? I think so. It is a, a situation where you get to learn something new every day. Uh, despite the fact that I've been here so long, there are still things that I see come up that I really did not expect uh, with some changes in laws and these kind of things. It's been a real eye-opening experience. What was the first day like? First day was hectic and just trying to get things cleaned and put into place and, you know, get the right people in the right seats on the bus. Uh, very challenging, but every day gets a little bit uh, smoother, although more challenges come up. Um, you know, your confidence builds, and I think it's been a, a really good experience. The first nine months has been everything I'd hoped for um, because the challenge is good. You know, that's what you raise your hand to do, and nobody said it would be easy. And, of course, if it was, I suppose, you know, everyone would do it. Um, but I think God puts you where you're supposed to be, and I believe very strongly that this is where I'm supposed to be. You ran uh... – what I consider to be the greatest local government campaign I've ever seen. I mean, it was phenomenal. It was awesome. I think I told you that many, many times. Um, at some point, you go, you shift that mode, though, when you know you're not going to have an opponent in the fall and, you, you know, you are going to be the next sheriff of Hendricks County. What was the transition period like for you? When did it start and what sort of took place with that? 
Well, it was outstanding, first off, because we did, as you said, put so much work and so much time and money and effort. And I honestly have to give every bit of that credit to the uh, just outstanding team of folks that we were able to assemble. I mean, people really went out of their way to help me. And I can't explain to you how humbling it is, you know, to go home at night when no one else is there and all the time of having to be on and and, and that type of thing is over. Um, When you look in the mirror, and and I got to be honest, you sometimes might even wonder, man, am I up to this? There are a lot of folks putting out a lot of effort and a lot of time to see this through. And uh, it it was exhilarating to be able to win. And to know that we didn't have an opponent in the uh, fall race was just that much better. I'll tell you, the stress and the pressure just went from 120 down to about 70. So so it was much better. Um, but that's when the real work began. And as far as the transition, you know, I have to give credit to the former sheriff who was, um, you know, very gracious. And in about December of 14, I came in here full time with Sheriff Galloway and sort of shadowed him and talked about issues and tried to get up to speed. And immediately after the election, I started attending the county council meetings and the commissioner's meetings uh, here and there to, to get a feel for that. Um, so it was good. And then we hit the ground running on January 1, you know, with the changes that come with that kind of stuff. But I feel like we've gotten a lot of things put into place now that have allowed us to uh, to you, do well. You spoke with the Hendricks County Young Republicans, I guess this was two months ago, and you talked about some of the things that you're doing. What are some of the new initiatives that you've kind of started, and, and what are a couple of things you're really looking to get into here in the in the coming months? Well, when we came into office, I think even during the campaign, it was pretty clear to see that one of the biggest challenges facing Hendricks County law enforcement was this opiate drug problem. And that starts with the prescription painkillers and, of course, leads into this heroin epidemic that we're seeing all over the Midwest. Um, To that end, I think one of the biggest things that I'm most proud of is that we really focused on that. And in an effort to get people to get rid of their prescription drugs that they don't want or need in their homes and sort of remove them from that uh, feeder pipeline system, we put a drug box in our lobby. 24 hours, seven days a week, uh, persons can come into the lobby and legally dispose of unwanted prescription medications. Uh, To date, we put that in, I think April 15, right around there, we've collected over 100 pounds of prescription drugs. Um, I also restructured our staff a little bit. At one time, we had a civilian fleet manager. Um, Good use. We have to have someone do that, but I felt like that was a job that could be absorbed um, by an existing police officer position. So that's now the guy who manages the fleet and orders the cars and deals with the commissioners. And it's been a very good uh, transition for him. Um, the good thing about not having to fill that line item, I moved that person to a different job that was being the fleet manager, is that it opened up a spot for me to potentially put someone else in. So I approached the council and the commissioners with the idea that perhaps we could bring on a civilian investigator and it worked out. Um, that man is now assigned to a DEA drug task force that is specifically focused on central Indiana prescription drug problem. So he is our liaison with the DEA, and it's developed an excellent partnership with us to really put the focus on at least the law enforcement aspect of the prescription drug problem. And again, I've said it time and time and again in these meetings that we cannot arrest our way out of this, but the enforcement angle uh, has to be a piece of it, along with the education that we're doing, like with the drug box and the partnerships that we've developed with our drug court and those kinds of things. But those initiatives, I think, as far as um, you know, issues that we identified coming into office are probably the ones that I'm most proud of. Gittergus is uh, Hendricks County Sheriff Brett Clark. One of the things when you spoke with the young Republicans I thought was so interesting, and you're, you're such a good speaker. You do a great job when you're out talking to, to groups. You talked about the water flow in the jail 
And it was interesting to me because when you're campaigning, you're talking about issues like, uh, you know, how many more officers can we put on the street? How can we track, t- tackle these drug prescri- prescription drug problems? But really, the day-to-day side of your job comes down to how do you make sure the water flows through the pipes in the jail? Absolutely. The jail physical structure itself is a... 24-hour, seven-day-a-week challenge. I mean, imagine if you ran a hotel with 250 guests, not all of which, many of which, of course, are not happy to be here, aren't very much concerned about their deposit, if you will, because the property here doesn't really matter to them. Um, You can imagine. I mean, these folks are in our care 100%. That means doctors. That means dentists. That means feeding. That means bathing and restroom. Um, and when you have that kind of people, we average about 240 uh, persons in our jail a day. They use a lot of water. And because of that, we were going through approximately 600,000 gallons of water a month. That's unbelievable. So it's very expensive. And when things break because of that use, uh, like toilets that we discussed before, or water or shower heads or things like that, it is a tremendous impact on county um financially. So we've really worked hard to try to identify those kind of problems in ways that we can reduce the water usage. And one of the first things we did, thankfully, was reinstall water softener system. At some point that was taken out of the building. So the water coming in was very hard. As you can imagine with that kind of use, it was very damaging to the pipes and the structure itself. So uh, thankfully, um, working along with the commissioners and the council, we were able to get a new water softener system put in. I have already seen the results of that kind of making things cleaner and it's less hard on the water softeners or rather the water heaters, uh, which are very expensive. And when you let that kind of heavy water come through and get that calcium build up on that much water use, your water heaters burn up and and unfortunately in this business toilets are custom made they're made with stainless steel fabricated for this facility um, and they run in the area of four thousand dollars yeah it's not the toilet you have at home absolutely not and the water heater isn't either it's it's a vornado kind of a model that tries to keep things moving and it's long-lasting industrial use uh, but it runs in the range of six to eight thousand dollars so as you can see it's imperative that we do everything we can to try to be fiscally responsible because despite the idea that perhaps police want to put people in jail um, they really don't because every person that's sitting in this jail costs you and me as taxpayers money. Yeah, you did something. It's interesting. You are you are such a great guy. You're so friendly. You're so outgoing. And well, you did something when you greeted me at the door, um, which I'm sure you do it all the time. You actually, as as I was coming into your office, you saw a patron out in the lobby and said, "Are you okay? Have you been taken care of?" I thought that I thought that was great that that you you always have those people on on your mind. Well, that's what we do, and we have to be a service-first organization, and I've always found that uh, behavior breeds behavior, if you will. So if you treat people decently, they will very often respond to you in kind. but the other is quite true as well. Um, so it's very important to me that we put an emphasis here on professionalism and, and really treating people uh, better, if I could steal the phrase from our hospital friends across the street. <laughs> Again, our guest is Hendricks County Sheriff uh, Brett Clark. Has your, your wife, has she adjusted to all this now? I mean, she was everywhere on the campaign trail. Is, is, she, uh, is she life back to normal for her? I think she's doing great. Um, as you know, again, that was about a two-year uh, time out of our life and, and she was really the strength sort of behind the guy that had to give all the speeches and, and do the the work there uh, but I couldn't have done it without her and she's adjusted well I can assure you that uh, she was very relieved you know after <laughs> May when we did get a little bit of a break and she and I had a chance to go out of town for just a couple days but it was really nice to be able to catch our breath and now we've got a freshman at Danville and a freshman at Purdue so she's really trying to focus a lot of her time um, outside of her part-time work at the library in Avon um, just 
you know, watching our freshmen grow up in high school, we've got one at Purdue again, and, and it went so quickly, you know, that uh, she's trying to I was going to ask you how the boys are doing. Doing great. Uh, the, the young man at Purdue is enjoying it. I think he's been up there now about three weeks. I think he's finding the classes to be challenging, but I think he's uh, where he's supposed to be and, and really finding it to be a good experience. I always said, said this from my own experience, campaigning was fun, governing is hard. Have you found the actual act of governing to be any different kind of than you, you thought it would be? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, I think the biggest challenge probably, you know, outside of personnel, I mean, we have outstanding folks here, but people are people, you know, whether it's you or me or our wives or, or whoever. Uh, dealing with people is difficult sometimes. Um, in this physical plant structure, you know, I mean, I think most folks, when they run for sheriff, have the idea, like we said in the campaign, you talk about more officers, you talk about drug problems, mental health issues, and those are huge. Um, but very often, I think people don't really realize what is involved in, in running this jail operation and the security of the courts and all the warrant services that we as sheriffs, you know, uniquely do. Our city police do police work, um, but the sheriff's got a lot more on, on the plate, and it's been an interesting challenge. You arguably became the most recognizable face in Hendricks County during the campaign and, and afterwards. Your face was everywhere. Your signs were everywhere. You were very obviously very popular as you were overwhelmingly elected. How have you been able to turn that goodwill into um, successful policy proposals, successful endeavors that you want to take on in the in the sheriff's department? I think the key to that whole thing is just being real. And everything is built on relationships. You know, every time I shook someone's hands or tell them thank you or ask them if they'd help is because that's really what I want to do. I didn't put on some air, <clears throat> excuse me, for the campaign effort. And I think that carries over into governance and, and leadership, whether it be in your home or your church or at the sheriff's department. If you, if you can develop relationships with the folks on the council who we have a great relationship with, our commissioners are very much interested in good governance here. Um, so that helps. When you have good people around you, just like in the campaign, uh, good things will happen. Sometimes you have to compromise and take a breath and, you know, respect others' opinions. It, it isn't always easy. You know, it, it is a challenge. But that's what makes it so great. I love that challenge. I think if I just came in here and sat and read the paper, it wouldn't be for me. You know, that that's not my job, and that's, that isn't what I, the kind of boss I want to be. Again, our guest is Hendricks County Sheriff Brett Clark. We've got about five minutes left uh, here with you, Mr. Sheriff. Uh, what are a couple of the issues as we come through the ne next five, six months that you really want to tackle that you feel will be important as you uh, go through your first term? Well, the biggest things, I think, are still the same issues that when we came in here. This opium problem is unbelievable. The Midwest has more heroin and drug overdoses than anywhere in the nation. I don't know if it's because of our proximity to 65 and 69 and the roads between Chicago, you know, of course, New York, Detroit. Um, but it is a real problem. When you look at situations like in Scott County, where 50% of that sheriff's <clears throat> excuse me, prisoners are suffering with AIDS, that's a big deal. Thankfully, we've got a great relationship with our health department. We're working on this with the Sheriff's Association. You know, we have a very good drug court here in Hendricks County with Judge Mark Smith. And those are those are the answers. You know, we are really making some headway. But that fight is one of the most challenging things, I think, that faces all of law enforcement. Most recently here, um, I think one of the biggest challenges internally is a new law that as of September 1, I am 
the representative for Medicaid for all the folks in our jail. Oh, wow. So anyone who's been incarcerated here more than 30 days is subject to registration to Medicaid. Um, but that's fraught with challenges because logistically, our population comes in and goes out. I don't have long-term population um, like, say, a prison would in Plainfield. Right. So trying to get people forced to sign up for Medicaid when they may or may not want to do it, you know, logistically has been a challenge for me. Um, you know, we're police. You know, we run the jail. Signing folks up for Medicaid and HIP 2.0 is really not something that I ever considered right. at all. But as of September 1, that's the law. So we'll do it. I'm working closely with the hospital and the Hamilton Center and Cummins and trying to figure out how I might get a healthcare navigator um, in the building to get these folks signed up. And I think the idea is that if they get treatment because they have a high incidence of, of uh, addiction and mental illness, if we can help them get on the road to recovery, maybe they won't recidivate or, or repeat offend, which is good. You, you said something interesting very early on when we started talking. You said people that are here are mostly not happy about being here. How do you take people that don't want to be here, that aren't happy, that are usually facing, you know, longer sentences or whatever it may be how do you try to make this experience better because i would assume a better experience for them makes it easier on your employees too absolutely the key to that is just like anything else it's relationships there's a lot of people in here who have made bad choices you know nobody chooses to go to jail uh, but it's important for us to maintain a high level of integrity a tremendous level of respect and professionalism uh, to these folks and treat them just like that you know we're not here to judge them we're here to make sure they have a safe uh, experience. Now, is it going to be a fun like a vacation? Absolutely not. Um, and public sentiment is very often against things like cable and, and television and visits. Um, but these are people's sons and daughters and moms and dads, and they are allowed to visit. And, and if you think they're not human, I would suggest that you come and visit us on Thanksgiving or Christmas Day when you see the little kids being brought in to do the visit. It, it is heartbreaking. Um, but again, the key to the whole thing is just the way you treat people. And if our staff is professional and they go by the rules and they maintain everyone's dignity and make sure that they have constitutional protections, it will run as smoothly as it can. But, is there one thing that stands out to you in the first uh, almost nine months now where you go, wow, I did, I've been here all these years, I, I didn't know that, or, or wow, that, that, that was certainly different than I anticipated. Any any specific thing, event, or, or happening? Uh, not so much. Every day is really a challenge. What really stands out to me the most, I think, and it is not a surprise, is the greatness of the people of this county because you would not believe how many times literally a day some stranger comes up to me and shakes my hand and thanks me for what we do and what our folks do or how many emails I get because my guy stopped and helped change a tire in a rain or help someone with a lost child or an animal that is what's the most amazing and gratifying about this job I mean everyone goes to work everyone does what they have to do um, but there are not very many professions despite all the negativity and all the bad stuff you see on national news uh, that make this job worth it. We, we have so many good people here, you just can't believe it. And, and even though we had a successful campaign and I knocked on thousands of doors and I met lots of people, every day I meet someone new that I had not met before. And, and it affords me the opportunity, because I'm the sheriff, to, to really get things done. So it's just been, it's been great. And that's been the best, just to realize how blessed we are to really live here. You really ought to write a book on... Um campaigning, because as I said, I've, I've been around many, many campaigns. It was by far the most impressive campaign I've, I've ever seen. Is there a favorite memory for you about about that, of all the stuff you did, something that just is etched in your mind that that was sort of like the, the pinnacle moment of, of the two-year endeavor? 
the election night, it'd have to be. You know, I was hesitant to even go down to the uh, government center, and you know, I was listening by the phone. And yeah, were you like me? Did you build a fort and hide oh, under your bed? I, I really did, and I, I stood by with the kids and my wife, and just she's like, Brett, you know, we got this. Let's go. And I just thought, well, let's just make sure. Just wait another minute, and, and finally, my people are calling saying, you have to get here. You know, and then I think that was exciting, and just seeing the people's faces, and to go to the big party. Uh, with everybody there, and Carrie and I pulled in. It was like a rock star moment. I mean, it was unbelievable because it was just as much their victory as ours, and that was what the best feeling was because they worked so hard and door to door and knocking and calling, and people poured their hearts into it, and it's just very moving. Well, you have always been a huge supporter of uh, community radio. Uh, we're, we're glad you're here. You're doing a great job, and uh, and definitely keep up the great work. I really appreciate the chance to be able to talk with the folks. I thank you again for coming in. And that was our Hendricks County Sheriff, Brett Clark. Again, uh, also had a chance uh, after the interview to take a tour uh, of the Hendricks County Jail, meet a lot of the great men and women that are out there working. It is a uh, phenomenal operation, and uh, they do tremendous work working on the the budget that they they have to. And Brett Clark has some great plans to upgrade the jail and uh, and work well with the funds that uh, that are provided to him. So we do want to uh, issue a big uh, thank you to all the men and women uh, who serve law enforcement, not just in the Hendricks County Sheriff's Department, but uh, all throughout Hendricks County. Tremendous people, uh, very selfless people that give uh, of themselves to make our community the great place it is. So thank you uh, to Sheriff Clark for not only taking the time to sit down and talk with me, uh, but also uh, for that uh, giving of his schedule so that I could learn a little bit more about how the jail is run in Hendricks County. So we did things a little bit uh, differently today, did an on-location interview, and uh, we'll look forward to bringing you uh, more of those as this show continues to progress. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Don't forget, if you missed any part of our interview with Sheriff Clark or any of the interviews that you hear on this program, you can check them out anytime you want, totally free of charge via podcasting on our website. You can find us right there at wyrz.org. Thank you again for joining us. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. This is Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth Mentoring serves the children of Hendricks County. Impact Youth provides academic and social development in our mentees as well as leadership development in our mentors. If you are interested in becoming a mentor or know a child who could use a mentor, learn more by searching Impact Youth Mentoring on Facebook or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. A podcast of Central Indiana Today is now available on SoundCloud or iTunes. Made possible by Figment 2 McDonald's. Figment 2 McDonald's has locations in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of WYRZ 98.9 and Community Radio. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg.